What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Molo here from Grunball. Keekly turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the one and only Metal Militia's own Colby Raha, or Yes, Colby Raha. I I can edit that afterwards. Colby Raha, how's it going today, buddy? It's going good. Just hanging out. Um, about to go riding in a little bit. We're gonna go out to the hills later. It just rained down here, so we're gonna take advantage of that and go ride. Absolutely. I of course dialed up a uh, a nine five one area code to make this phone call, and uh, that means I'm talking dirt bikes and uh, heading out to the hills after a rain is uh, especially in the summertime is uh, is prime time for you guys to go do your thing. Um, before we get too far into this thing, uh, t- tell us a little, tell me a little bit about yourself, my friend. Uh, you're you've, you're you're no stranger to two wheels, but uh, up until 2017, or at least uh, or like late 2016, rather. Uh, you're pretty much a stranger to uh, to the majority of the motocross uh, uh, community. So uh, let, let's get some nuts and bolts. Yeah, well, I um, just started racing when I was young. My dad had me going, uh, BMX and um, dirt bikes. And uh was at Loretta Lens when I was four on a PW. And then um, nice. we were into it pretty heavy the whole way up, uh, 65s, 85s. Um, and then my uh, parents split up when I was 12 and, uh, just kind of stopped riding when I was 14. Um, that was like when big bikes, it was time to get on big bikes and, uh, those are pretty pricey and just kind of, um, stopped riding, but I was going to get back into it when I was 16. I was going to start driving myself to the track and, uh, you know, working or whatever. And I wanted to keep racing, but then just, um, kind of. You know, one thing led to the next. I ended up getting a DUI and stuff yeah. when I was 15, and uh, I guess just hanging out and partying and stuff, being a kid, whatever. But uh, life happens. Yeah, and then uh, so I didn't drive till I was 18, and I was already going pretty good in BMX, uh, like the freestyle stuff. Uh, I had backflips and all kinds of tricks and a bunch of jumps where I lived. So um, pretty much just counted counted racing out, and I was just gonna ride BMX. And, uh, that was it. And that was like my second favorite thing to do. Um, and then got into that and went, went on some road trips and turned pro and competed, um, some like SoCal series, um, like pretty big names and stuff. Well, then I got a job and I was doing construction and I was just missing riding. So I got a bike when I was 18, uh, just a 450 just to ride for fun. Met up with uh, Colin Morrison, like right when I started riding, I met him at the track, and uh, he's pretty stoked, and we started riding a lot more after that, 
and uh, I gave racing like another shot. I was just spending all my money and myself that I made in construction. And I was trying to race pro and stuff, but it's just like I was just getting so tired of grinding away and dumping money into it. Um, just my own hard-earned money, too. And I uh, wasn't really getting any rewards. And, like, I was doing all right, like winning some transfers. Um, doing good. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much just gave it up. was like, you know what, I'm just going to ride for fun, and, and it's just going to be a hobby, and whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to work and uh, save my money and not spend it on racing. And uh, and then I uh, started just digging with Vinny Carbone and all the non-hammer guys out in Walmart. And met a lot of really cool people. Like, I met Twitch and I met all the guys for Chasing the Storm. And uh, one thing just kept leading to another. And it was just, like, a lot of uh, reward and not a lot of grind. It was just more, like, fun. And, and then everything happened, like, gradually without... Um, just kind of like it was just the way things can go it was really cool it was just um having fun with it all and then uh recently the the x Games said they're doing a quarter pipe and i wanted to get into that because i could ride bmx and and i got into uh doing quarters and that's pretty much how that whole thing came together with x Games and stuff so it's pretty pretty crazy but um yeah, I started doing really good in the quarter, and then um, just got an invite. I rode a Nitro Circus quarter pipe in Pasadena, and everybody was there, and no one went as high as me uh, the whole week. I was going higher than everybody there off of that, and uh, I think that kind of, like, sealed the deal with the invite. Uh, a lot of guys were there. A lot of guys were going good, uh, like Bearman, Hill, uh, Axel, um few other guys McNarles was there but I was definitely going the highest so I think that kind of like was the reason why I got the invite so well absolutely the uh the the skill set uh, for sure I think it's for, for me it's uh, almost a perfect storm a uh, 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 racer's mentality uh the skills to operate a motorcycle at, at the highest level but then the uh the the acute um uh, dexterity needed to to be extremely accurate on on a quarter pipe and like that that kind of that steady balance of of popping off the lip to generate more height but not popping so much that you end up so far down the landing that uh, or like down the, the quarter pipe that you basically uh, g out and you can't you can't uh, withstand the landing like, it's a very delicate process and uh, um, it, it really sounds like uh, you're almost kind of uh, although it was maybe an unconventional way to uh, to get to where you are right now as far as uh your your accolades in uh in, in freestyle um almost a perfect storm for you yeah yeah for sure like the way it all came together i always worked my butt off like working construction um and all this stuff and then uh, the whole racing like mindset towards that with uh like you know doing drills and and um and applying all the like proper like you know whatever like the, the techniques and all the stuff to it and then when it came time to ride a, a quarter pipe, um, just putting in the time and doing it a hundred times over and making sure everything was good and trying different like settings with, with my suspension and clickers or whatever, rebound stuff, just getting really comfortable at it and then uh, keeping everything kind of like dialed in at it. And, and then uh, with, with the BMX, I can air a quarter really well on that too. So the motion's the same. It's obviously different because the bike's 200 pounds. It's, a little different it's like throwing a whip off of uh 
off of a ramp, except you're pulling a little more back and then you're not going to bring the whip back. You kind of let it kind of come right into the landing. Um, but right. yeah, the, the way it all worked out was really cool. And, um, like I just kept working my butt off and it was really cool the way everything came together, uh, for me, that was like really rewarding. And with Larry reaching out and helping me, I don't think I would have had any time on a quarter if it wasn't for him. Uh, it's pretty hard to ride quarters. And I think he saw that I was putting in the work in the hills. I was flipping stuff and had whips both directions. And, uh, I was building a lot of stuff and, um, I, I don't know. He just kind of hit me up and said, Hey, come, come see what you got. Let's see, uh, let's see what you can do at the yard. And, um, pretty much just within a few days was going 20 feet and, and dialing it in pretty good. And then when Nitro came up, no one really knew I'd even ridden a quarter. I hadn't posted anything. And I uh, pretty much just <clears throat> shocked people there. So Yeah, crushed them. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Everyone wasn't expecting that. Everyone kind of, I think, was thinking Axel was going to uh, shut it down. And uh, I just kept going higher than him. And then I think he had something to do. He had some, like, spy um, goggle shoot or something he was doing. He didn't show up the day Travis and uh, everyone was there. McGrath, Robbie Madison, everyone. Uh, and it was he wasn't there that day, but they just made the ramp a little steeper because we were going so high, we were almost decking it. And uh, they made the, the takeoff a couple of degrees steeper. And uh, we were going even higher and... And I really dial that ramp in. I love that ramp. The, the landing is really smooth. It's not dirt, like uh, it's not abrupt. It's like really, uh, it's it's Just smooth. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's kind of effortless. Like these ones we're hitting at X Games, it takes a lot of uh, like strength because you got to hit the ramp. It's so abrupt, and uh, the G force is off the ramp. It's like almost makes your knees want to buckle when you hit it. But the Nato Circus one was so big, it's kind of just like a finesse thing. You just kind of cruise off the top and then. Uh, do your little whip, and then it's pretty cool. So, well, no kidding. And I think that uh, not only did uh, your your days with the construction uh, help you focus, and uh, being a, a construction worker myself, definitely uh, provides you that hunger to uh, to hit that ramp as many times as you need to to make all those dreams come true. But on top of that, I know that uh, Larry himself worked a lot of concrete and construction work um, before his uh, freestyle, his own freestyle thing uh, started to take off. And even when he was doing shows, still doing some concrete work and construction. I feel like um, there's a lot of respect for that type of work within uh, that group that you're working with right now, uh, even whether, whether it uh, be Larry or, or, or Scummy or even Twitch, honestly. They all have a huge respect for that work, and uh, I can tell so do you. Yeah, I think uh, I think when, you, when you're going to work every day and, like, with me, I mean, I'm not like a really gnarly, gnarly crew working a lot of hours for a long time, three years in like downtown LA and stuff. And I think like when you, uh, when you work all that, all that time, I think it's, it's good for you if you're going to be doing like, uh, it kind of teaches you like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do it, but you get out of bed, you go do it. And you, uh, it teaches you kind of like, you know, you can compare like working, working on a dirt bike or doing drills or anything, whatever it is, it's like, yeah, well, I've, I've definitely worked a lot harder than this before this is cake, and this is enjoyable. I'm on my bike, and it kind of makes you appreciate it, and, uh, yeah, for sure. And then when you're paying for all your own stuff, you start to realize, like, well, uh, you know, i got to pay for my tires, or i got to pay for this. And I start taking care of your shit more, I think, and uh, 
yeah, I don't know. However, it worked out. I'm just happy to be where I'm at now with uh, with all of this because because I didn't know if any of that was going to work out, and I pretty much just considered it a hobby, and uh, that was just going to be it. I was going to be like a lineman or uh, or whatever, and I was framing and, and just kind of seeing where it was going to lead. But I, I knew I kept putting in time on the and uh, kept getting better and better, and among the rest of them, I felt really good as far as, like, how, how uh, all my skills were coming together with, like, flips and doing everything. And uh, and then I guess just the opportunity opened up. I took advantage of it, worked my butt off, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, brought it home. I, I was uh, – it was pretty cool the way all that stuff Yeah, worked. well, the motocross industry is not uh, at mm-hmm. all um... – a stranger to hard work and sacrifice. And it's amazing to me that a a guy like uh, yourself could, or a guy in general could, could uh, land his very first backflip attempt straight to dirt. Of course you'd land them on, on uh, BMX. How close do the, obviously it's a much heavier bike, but like as far as like the, uh, the set and, and and pulling a backflip around going from a a BMX to a a motocross bike, how are they similar? How do they differ? And uh, like, and, and, after doing your first backflip, how how quickly were you starting to take that to seventy feet? Well, uh, yeah. So I started flipping BMX when I was fifteen. I've, I don't know how many I've done, but I've done a lot of them um, and a lot of different style jumps too. And uh, just for like messing around, we'd set up little ramps in the grass and see how uh, fast we can flip and like little mini flips on BMX. And I'd, I'd say like going off of a dirt jump on a dirt bike that's what I, I was thinking one night i was watching crusties and those guys were just sending it and crashing and just being crazy and i'm like you know what dude so my friend we really got to step our game up dude like i think i could flip that step up out in the hills and, and uh and i think it's just like a bmx bike just heavier and i bet if i pulled right off the top like a 200 pound bmx bike that it would probably flip and if it didn't flip I land on my feet at the top or whatever. It was a pretty good step up, so it wouldn't be too drastic of a, a crash. And it's pretty much it's it's really similar. It's like the same. It's like the same thing. Like uh, I went in the first time I did, I went in too fast. I was like I didn't realize if you go slow and use the power, it helps. But I went in fast. I pulled, and uh, yeah, I had to bail land on my feet. I was fine. My I bent my subframe, bent my bars and stuff. It was a bummer, but. Then the next time I was like, all right, I'm ready to go do it. Uh, Vinny Carbone was like, well, wait, because Jay Schweitzer's coming out for on the pipe, and you might as well, if you're going to do it, might as well have him filming. And I said, all right, well, that makes sense. I'll wait. So I waited a couple weeks. I was ready to go. Uh, I went in really slow and just yanked right off the top and then landed it perfect. And then I went and did another one right after that, and then I just started doing them over and over off that jump. Then I did them off a couple other jumps out there uh, for Twitch's movie. And that, yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I was tired of waiting around for a foam pit, and I was so comfortable with the BMX bike. I was like, you know, I bet you I could probably do it. And it really is similar. Like, you get upside down, you can spot your landing, you see it's coming around, like it's the same motion. It, it, I'm not uncomfortable being upside down at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty crazy. But that's how that whole thing came together pretty much. Well, yeah, like I've personally done uh, uh, backflips on uh, on 
well, obviously trampoline super easy, but on fr- like freestyle skiing, I had them uh, absolutely dialed. And once you have them, you have them. It, you're you're upside down. You see where your feet are supposed, you're landing, or where you're going to put your your feet down, and it, they just go there. And it's just it seems like uh, like once once you've wrapped your head around being upside down and pulling yourself out of it, you're going to have that uh, regardless of what you take it to, whether it's a BMX, motocross bike, and uh, and and, and I, I find like the fact that you get to see your landing so early with a backflip is is kind of a little bit of a nice peace of mind. Like when I see guys do front flips, like those guys are basically blind until they're either piling themselves into the ground or making it. So, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, that, like, honestly, like, uh, the degree of difficulty for a front flip is, uh, is, is serious on top of the fact that you're going upside down. Yeah. Front flips are a completely different story. Those are, uh, those seem a lot more dangerous and, uh, yeah, you can't spot your landing. That's a huge part of it. I front flip on BMX bikes, and it is weird. Whatever you, uh, however you pull off the lip or the tuck to do a front flip, you're pretty much stuck with that rotation. There's not a lot of slowing down or speeding up, uh, like with a flip on a back flip, which is cool. Without a, a BMX, you can't do this, but on a dirt bike, you can. If you're going to under rotate, you give it a throttle. It really speeds it up quick. And uh, yeah. if you're going to over rotate, I mean, you can just hit your back brake on a dirt bike. It pretty it much out. stops it pretty controlled so yeah that's uh it's yeah like you see pretty, guys do like tsunami and uh and different backflips where they literally just stall out the backflip altogether and then get it get, get it back going once they're back on the bike or when they kind of flick themselves through that's what brings the whole thing through it, it's, it's kind of interesting to see that um as far as uh like you've also been a little bit notorious for some instagram videos and i think that's where uh, colin morrison uh mr scummy uh kind of come comes into all of this a a particular jump that uh was highly unadvisable but uh you threw caution to the wind and got on the news for it and probably got in some trouble for it <laughs> oh the uh the train jump right yeah yes sir yeah the uh the train jump that's that's pretty funny i, I was just up in, um at Carter's house and up there in uh, Northern California, and they only have like fourth gear jumps, and they're all they're all massive. They're like 150 foot plus. Uh, they're pretty mellow, but they're huge. So like, I went back to town and I and I had prepped the train jump because I was going to do it on the way up, but the cops came and uh, shut it down and said we're not allowed to and stuff. Kicked us out. So on the way back down south, I showed up, got it ready again. And I was so used to hitting fourth gear jumps. That jumps uh, fourth gear pretty on it. Um, yeah, I just went for it. I, I was pretty confident I was going to land it, but you never know. That jump, that jump is massive. And uh, that was right after Cat Sanders, that kid jumped a freeway. He wrecked and was uh, yeah. pretty bad. And then after I did it, I did it twice. I, I did it uh, just with my friends and cell phones and stuff. And then Jay Schweitzer said, "Hey, we want to we want to film it from the pipe. We're doing a whole story about the train. And now that you jumped it, we need to put you in there." So we went back, uh, stayed at Scummy's house. He was right up the street from that jump, and then did it again. And when I went back, it was crazy because uh, we were waiting for a train to come the whole time. All the camera guys are ready. I'm on my bike. It's running. I'm waiting. I'm I'm sitting across the street. We're waiting, it was like 20 minutes, I'm sitting there, cars kept going by, and then sure enough, like right when Scummy yells, train, it's, you know, train's coming, uh, two cop cars come flying in, and uh, they tried to like block me in, and I started my bike and rode around them, and I was pointing at the camera guy, like start filming, because he was laying on his back, and he was like hiding or whatever, he was trying to hide, 
And I was like, well, I'm going to do it because one of these cops is going to pull right in front of the jump, and then no one's going to no one's going to get anything. So, uh, and yeah. plus, once you jump across, I'd park my truck up, up in the hills in the industrial center on the other side of the train tracks for a cop to go all the way around would have taken forever. So I had my getaway plan pretty much. And I just pinned Perfect. it at the jump and jumped in. Luckily the camera guys got it. And that whole thing's going to be on the pipe uh, seven coming out in like August. That's so. too cool. That's punk rock, man. <laughs> I literally evading police to jump over a train and, uh, and already have a getaway uh, in, in, uh, in the works. Like that, that to me is, uh, is about as punk rock as it gets. <laughs> That was pretty crazy how that whole thing came together, too. Like, uh, I, I figured if, if the cops came, I would have my truck parked. I had a tarp, so, like, when I pulled up into my truck, I laid my bike over, threw a tarp over it, threw uh, some shovels and, oh. and some bungees, and headed out. But, yeah, that was pretty funny, and luckily nobody got uh, arrested. And, and they're saying maybe if the tape comes out that uh, I might get arrested, but there was no private property signs, and I don't know. I mean... I told Jay, just run it, and uh, whatever happens, happens. And, like, I don't even have an, a, a set address, so it's, like, hard to find. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to tell him not to put it in there. I, I thought it was pretty badass, so I'm going to run with it. No fixed address, but one hell of a shot and a gold medal in the X Games. Uh, if that's, I think that's uh, about as metal militia as it gets. <laughs> the only thing they can get on top of that is if you had uh, spikes on your uh, your chest protector. Do you have a chest protector like that by any chance? Yeah, actually, I uh, I had the, the <laughs> chest protector. Yeah, Larry gave me an old one and lean around. That's sick. And that was pretty cool. Like. Uh, Growing up, I always That's thought that was so badass. Like watching all those guys with spikes, and I don't know what it is, but when, I, when you're when you're like a kid and you see it, 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 I just thought it was cool. And like, um, I always looked up to like Gigan, and I, I like watching Pastrana and all the guys. And uh, when it when in, um, the opportunity came to me to like, hey, you know, you should wear the spikes. It's like, well, dude, hell yeah, I'm gonna wear the spikes. Like, you know what I mean? That's like a dream. It's like a dream for a lot of people. I feel like and. Uh, Plus, I thought they looked badass. And I've gotten a lot of really cool uh, feedback from a lot of people. Like, I've got, like, That's good. I don't know how many DMs. Like, I have, so I'm still going through them and stuff. Um, but people just saying, hey, my, my son was voting for you to win from from the uh, in the competition. And he thought the spikes were cool and, and, and badass and all this stuff. Like, a lot of kids, I think, dug it. So that was cool. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. 
Tasha needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. 
going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral Brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone work is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Well, what does it mean to you to be embraced by uh, basically the uh, freestyle royalty in, in like the, the, the founding fathers of the sport who really kind of shook it to its very core? Guys like Colin Scummy Morrison and, and Larry Linkogel, uh, and like the, the, that whole group, um, they've really kind of pulled you in and, uh, and identified you as, as kind of like one of their own. And uh, like, uh, it almost kind of make, makes you a bit of an old soul in the fact that you're, you're, a couple, you're a few years younger than a lot of these guys but the 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 values still run true yeah it's uh it's pretty awesome because um like when i met scummy back a few years like three three or four years ago uh i was i was doing good in riding stuff and uh and i've been friends with him for a while and i never really got to meet larry till he came out to the hills to ride with uh vinnie carbone and all of us for some racer x uh, ad and and I always looked up to Larry from watching all his videos and the documentary and everything. So, uh, yeah, like I've always tried to kind of follow in his footsteps as far as like free riding, you know, like it isn't about what you wear. It's about like how, how much fun you're having and how you're, how, what you're doing on the bike. And like, you know, like that's what, that's what free riding's for. It's not for wearing numbers and, and, uh, and all the gear and, and being all correct. It's, it's about going out and uh you know having a good time with all your friends and that's and that's like really what i was doing the whole time and um and then when larry hit me up to to ride for the company and stuff like we first started out just riding at his compound and just feeling it out and seeing you know him seeing where i'm coming from and and uh basically became became friends first and then uh leading into x games it all happened pretty quick but yeah, it was definitely with him helping me out with the quarter. I was rep- representing the militia, and uh, yeah, and then you know, um, respect to those guys and, and staying loyal to him for helping me. And uh, and plus, I just feel dialed in over there, 
I know there's no BS. It's all, uh, everyone's pretty real and, and, uh, and really cool. And, um, they gave me their word and they're doing everything they can for me and, and, uh, helping me out with all my stuff. And he just, he has a guest house and lead into this. I've just been staying with friends and, uh, staying on couches or paying rent and like, it's been like a crazy deal because, you know, it's all BMX people and houses and stuff. And it's just pretty, pretty gnarly parties nonstop. And, uh, and that stuff's cool and it's a blast, but it gets old. And, uh, when you're, when you're sleeping, you got to get up at 4.30 and be at work and, you know, there's drunk guys riding your bikes around or you wake up and your boots are missing or whatever. Friends of friends are there and parties going down. So it's just, you know, it's, uh, been like uh i've been living with my friends since i'm 15 since sophomore year um just because you know whatever um i pretty much don't talk to pops really or you know whatever and then staying with my mom but her boyfriend back in the day is a kook and she had her own issues so uh just that was cool because my friends are really cool and, and their parents are really cool to let me stay and uh and you know and and I pretty much knew I was right or wrong, whatever, and just carried myself through and, and rode and, and all that stuff. But, like, leading into this, I was still staying in my truck and staying at friends' houses and stuff. And, like, oh, yeah, like, crazy. But now now I'm, uh, now I got the guest house at Larry's for myself. I got my bikes in my garage dialed in and, uh, compounds right there down the hill. I can ride my bike to it and, uh, starting to get into a routine and, and starting to actually, like, work on fitness and training and, and, uh, and see how far we can take it, you know? So. For sure, and uh, it seems like like you've got a gr- another a ton of great opportunities ahead of you, especially with uh, your unique skill set. Um, do you see, foresee yourself uh, taking on any uh, uh, any like kind of special like one one off event races as well, kind of representing uh, Metal Militia in, in that sense of things as well? Because um, in my in my opinion, not only freestyle but all like, just like mastery of the motorcycle is kind of what uh, uh, Metal Militia is all about, and and I think it'd be really cool to see you out at like a, uh, a two stroke invitational or like uh vet world championships and stuff like that at Glen Helen, because, uh, I know you got some skills on the motorcycle and, uh, like it, it could, that could also, uh, mean some gate drops now and then as well. Yeah, actually, I think that would be cool. Like I just did the two stroke national, uh, a few months back and I did mammoth last year. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, fitness is, the whole thing with like the whole racing thing for me was like if you're uh if you're if you're training every day and you're spending the money to get the meals and you're doing everything right you're not at work and you're not making money so uh but now that I have a little time and I'm going to be getting more fit and uh, on the bike a lot more yeah I think it'd be fun to go out and, and do like some racing uh like I'll probably do Mammoth next year. I think Mammoth was pretty close to X Games this year and that's why I didn't end up doing that. But my friend has an old uh nineteen ninety seven, might be ninety eight, uh five hundred um C R nice. it's a service Honda and that's what I was that's what I was racing. It's that thing vibrates like a muffler and it's like really hard to ride. But first he lapped yeah. and I'm like up there in the hunting and uh Mammoth I think <laughs> I, I I was seventh in the first heat and then I was, uh, I think I finished 17 overall in the main or something like that. I pretty much was just holding on for dear life at the end there because that, that bike really is gnarly to ride. But, uh, yeah, they are. yeah, I mean, that, that might be cool. Like, uh, we'll see. I don't know exactly what. I'm, I'm just going to be doing what I'm doing. And, um, and I ride BMX a lot too. And that, that, 
I think that keeps me keeps everything balanced and uh, it's really fun and and it's a lot of strength too to to ride a BMX bike through a bunch of dirt jumps all the time and it keeps your uh, keeps you fit too. So yeah, I don't know if there's enough time. Like if there's a cool race coming up and I'm and I'm feeling good and I got my suspension for outdoors on or something like that. And yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind racing. You know, I have a blast with that shit too. So there you go. Well, uh, it, it sounds like uh, you are an absolute Swiss Army knife. But as long as 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 long as it's on two wheels, my friend, and uh, I'm I'm really proud to have been able to uh, have you on and uh, just discuss the uh, uh, your accolades. You're you're you are one for one as far as uh, uh, the X Games is concerned. If you look at your profile on the, the ESPN website, shows zero bronze, zero silver, one gold in one attempt, and uh, that's not something any, uh, too many people can say. And uh, you should be pretty proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very proud um, of everything, and uh, it just makes me want to work even harder and, and keep going and uh, try to you know, go back and defend that. And maybe if I can get into to doing step up and stuff, I, I feel like I could do pretty good at that as well. And, uh, best whip also, and we'll see. I mean, I'm going to be doing all kinds of stuff. I'm going to start going in the phone pit now that I have one getting, uh, different tricks and stuff dialed in. And, uh, that's pretty much it. And posting a lot on social media too. And, and, uh, keeping everybody up to date on all that. And, uh, yeah, it should be really cool. Maybe try some quarter pipe tricks, start pulling around with that, and just some stuff like that, and just try to keep progressing. So, the first uh, we you heard it here first, Colby Raha throwing down the very first five forty on a half pipe uh, <laughs> or on a quarter pipe in uh, in freestyle. That's going to be pretty cool <laughs> when you pull that off, big guy. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe like some knack knack one handers or uh, some like okay top side no footed cans or uh, maybe some alley here. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> maybe some stuff like that. So we'll see. Okay. Well, there's a progression, of course. Uh, we'll start off with the upright tricks before we go uh, spin to win. But uh, that's pretty cool, my friend. What what would you say is uh, on your absolute bucket list of tricks to uh, get nailed down before uh, the X Games rolls back around again? So I just want to uh, I want to do 75 foot off ramp backflips just for like uh, shows and and get those all dialed in. And I've done like three or four into the foam and they were perfect. So if I spend like maybe a week or maybe a few days, we'll see uh, just some time doing flips into the film off 75, bring it to dirt. And uh, I want to make sure I, I don't mess that up. So I want to be hundred percent on it when I'm doing it. Uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much all uh, just that and keep whipping and putting out more video stuff. Like, uh, you know, how, how, what we do in the hills now that people are, kind of eyes are on me a little more it's like i haven't really been filming nothing but people want to film now so um we'll start doing that that's pretty much it um tricks wise i pretty much want to stick to like step up whip and uh quarter and uh when i go do shows have some flips and whips pretty much dialed in i'm not too big on like all the grab tricks or anything like that i have shoulder issues i've done them but i don't know not really my uh i don't think there's much uh, it's not really my event I don't think you know so 
Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, if the shoulders are an issue, uh, keep them uh, keep them not uh, above your head. But uh, <laughs> I, I really appreciate you making some time, my friend. Uh, throw down some uh, some some social media handles for us so we can we can really follow every single little thing that you're doing and keeping track of of you both uh, with the stories and on and Instagram, Twitter, what have you. Yeah, yeah, I will for sure. That's my plan. So I'm gonna go ride today and get some uh, fresh content out in the hills. And uh, put that up probably tonight, too, and just keep going with that. So I'll be riding pretty much every single day now that I don't have to work. I got a check in the mail. Should be here actually today, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Riding, training, and uh, posting pretty much. So that's that's all I got to do pretty much right now. <laughs> Colby Raha on uh, on Instagram. You're an easy follow. I'm surprised that uh, handle wasn't already taken, but it's yours at 33.2 thousand followers uh, currently, and that's only growing by the day, I imagine. And uh, where can you be found on on uh, Twitter? Same deal. Twitter, same thing. I just put Colby Raha. There's no numbers or spaces or underscores. Uh, yeah, that's it. Just Colby and Facebook, everything. So that's me. Boom. You are easy to find, my friend. You get ready to go uh, rip in the hills. Can't wait to uh, to see some photos and some posts from from that, my friend. Really appreciate you giving me some time, my friend. We're definitely have to call you up one uh, again sometime. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. So, anytime. No problem. Don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're gonna cut it off right there. Cool. Thanks, guys.